If you're growing a business or just thinking about launching a startup, this is definitely the podcast for you. This is Fast Forward, brought to you by Tech Manchester. We support early stage tech focused businesses. Each week, we'll dive into the issues that we know keep entrepreneurs awake at night. We'll chat to experts who'll share their tips and advice on how to handle everything from raising finance, making your first hire, to getting your company noticed on social media or in the press. Running a business is a roller coaster. It's exhilarating, but it's pretty damn scary at times too. We're here to help you get your business off the ground and hopefully get a better night's sleep. It's hosted by me, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. Standing in a tin shed, waiting for the van to come. Oh, friend, have you seen where my golden tickets be? Welcome back to Fast Forward. March uh, celebrates International Women's Day. And today's episode is the launch of our month-long series dedicated to amazing women in tech. Diversity is one of the biggest challenges that faces our industry. And my guest today is working hard to redress that balance. Faye Ejiwari founded Code and Stuff back in March 2019 to provide an empowering space for people who self-identify as women or non-binary people to make a career in tech more accessible for all. In under a year, the community has 170 members and it's turning one on International Women's Day on the 8th of March. So today we're celebrating. She's built and empowered a community of coders and her story is all the more remarkable because she discovered coding herself by accident. Last year, Faye was named as one of the most influential and inspiring black voices in tech. And Faye joins me now. Welcome, Faye. Thank you for having me. Can't wait to talk about your story and what you've learned over the last couple of years. I'm quite excited. Faye, I can't wait to hear more about your journey. But your career didn't start in technology or even in coding. You actually started out as a, a teacher. Um, let's go back there and tell us um, what made you start as a teacher and how you changed course. So I went to a university, which is quite well known for uh, to be a, used to be a teaching college, actually, back in the days before... Mm-hmm. Um, before now and I had quite a lot of friends that were teachers they were there to just study teaching it just seemed like the natural order of things after I finished my degree and I was like okay what do I do with this so teaching kind of just seemed like the natural process but um, I actually quite enjoy teaching but it's it's quite quite challenging on its own Um, Mm -hmm. and it's it's a quite a lot of work Um, helping to build people's foundation for learning for the rest of their life is something quite important, something I was very passionate about. But the downside of it is the large workload. Yeah, you the reality. Yeah, you're <laughs> expected just to get sorted uh, with no support and you're just expected just to get it sorted in mm. your own time. Um, it was quite a lot. And a lot of people that I was in my placement didn't seem very happy. And I was sort of like, what? This is sort of not the future that I want. So yeah. it didn't seem like the right um, sort of track for me so I sort of had to go back to the drawing table and kind of think what's the next step and working um, in a corporate environment kind of seemed like the most um, viable option after that yeah. so that that was sort of what landed me at the co-op really and I'm actually glad for that so um, I'm glad it was a decision I made um, I was at that age at that point in time I was 
really interested in working for a company that where I can feel myself making a difference and mm-hmm. for me at the time in terms of what the co-op stand for yes. that was sort of it was perfect for me really yeah because it's le- like underpinning values isn't yes it? Yeah. so they're all about the members and giving back to the community mm. and it was something that I really quite care about somebody that's from an African uh, community community is really important to us yes. um, um, so for me it was the perfect place and I'm actually glad I took the opportunity and I learned quite, I learned quite a lot actually so and I ended up where I am now because of that actually yeah. so yeah that uh, journey in the co-op though didn't start in coding either, did it? It started no. in a more uh, professional capacity, in professional services space. How did you move from one part to the other? So um, once you're in the co-op, there's opportunities for you to sort of um, transfer internally. So yep. you can do one job and see another opportunity. Be like, okay, you know what? Well, maybe I'll try my hand at this. So I went from working at the on the membership team. I started on the contact center. Um, doing admin and then helping out on the phone because there was there was a huge shortage of staff Um, and then from there I was like this is great but I don't see myself doing this and I'm quite very goal orientated and very career focused Um, if I don't see myself doing something for quite a long time I don't think it's quite worth putting a lot of effort into something where you don't really see yourself doing it for too long so making a transfer seem of more viable option for me really so it was sort of going more into sort of the communications and data type role so I got a job as a membership administrator slash data analyst (laughs) slash so many other stuff. Gotta love job titles don't you just gotta love them and they don't even mean anything. No (laughs) my role was very broad it was just the the list was never ending but um, I'm actually glad for it because I learned quite a lot about dealing with management and Mm. dealing with a lot of um, and I learned a lot of skills really dealing with people higher up and all that kind of stuff like stakeholders external internal so it was, it was very high up and I actually got to get involved a lot in all the community stuff um I um I um organized a a community cleanup um once actually so mm-hmm. and I got to fundraise a lot which which yeah. is something I really quite enjoyed you get back. a lot of value yeah definitely from it. yeah and it was during a period of time of change um and transformation wasn't it in the co-op you were there during the Mike Bracken yes um, Period, digital transformation was an opportunity I think for you yes it really was and that's how I sort of got my start into coding really so I got a new manager uh, because there was a reshuffling of team of mm-hmm. teams uh, my Bracken felt like people doing the same profession regardless of what department you are should be sitting together mm-hmm. so there was a lot of reshuffling there was a lot of change going on which actually worked in my favor because that's when I got my um, introduction to coding and web development really and sort of what it means like to work in tech or sort of in a digital department and yeah. that was that was amazing I got to see um, the inception of co-op digital yeah. Uh, which was quite amazing. Yeah. Um, I attended some show and tells, which really solidified the fact that I really wanted to work in tech and yeah. sort of helped with my decision to take a career break to sort of really learn um, to be a developer, really. So um, I got a project from one of my new manager which was a web development program. So I had to learn how to code <laughs> and figure stuff out. And I really enjoyed it. And I started picking up all the more work. And uh, even my managers told me, like, you seem very lot happier when you're doing this stuff. And I was like, I am quite happy, actually. So um, I did it for about 14 months. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, I want to I wanna learn more. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it was such a huge decision, like leaving my job to yeah. unknown, unknown yeah. not knowing what's going to happen. And um, 
so yeah it was it was sort of like a a new um it was a big change um something I was looking yeah it was yeah that was the word I was looking for quite <laughs> scary uh, it was huge and scary I wasn't sure that I didn't really have a lot of support um really there for me uh, but I think I did I did all right actually looking well, you, back now. you kind of formed a little role for yourself didn't you you became no one quite well no one across all, across all the departments as um, the the go to person for yeah. everything. What was your name? So, Mister Digital, <laughs> I believe I was called. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope you've got that trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> I should. <laughs> um, I think it's it's a lot that comes from my curiosity of wanting to learn, really, and I think mm-hmm. that's what pushes me now. Really, working in tech, it's I'm very curious and I'm happy to learn and I love to learn. Um, so, going from a job to then deciding that I want to work in tech and taking that investment to to do that it, it, it was it was scary but yeah. I was I was sort of excited as well um and I'm sort of I'm quite glad of where it's actually landed where I've where I've worked my way up to now as well so yeah. from taking eight months off work to learn yeah um which is I've, the key that we want to know is like how did you how did you do it it wasn't just hey I'm gonna learn how to code because I've just heard you do a talk to uh, an amazing group of women who are studying Linux and your takeaway, your final takeaway point was action is everything. Yes. So how did you take what what I want to do to I'm taking action? I think it's really important behind anything you want to do, you've got to have a plan in place and not just have a plan, but be ready to actually take it. So for me was I... I started going to meetups in Manchester, trying to get people's advice, um, heard about not coders, but I wanted to sort of take a longer time to learn and mm-hmm. just sort of see how I feel it. I didn't want to do a fast track into it. So um, I applied previously to making a decision about this. I applied for a scholarship from Google to learn Android development mm-hmm. uh, via Udacity. And um, it was I was very glad to learn I was successful. So that really helped sort of put me on the right track to be like, okay, <laughs> you know, maybe this is for you actually because yeah. it seemed like everything was falling into place. Yeah. Um, and that really helped me amazing because I thought about over 10,000 people got that scholarship and it was a EU-wide scholarship. So I got a lot of, I got opportunity to meet so many people from different countries. It was amazing. And then mm. from that, I got so many advice on what people have done because a lot of people that were in web development that was actually doing that course and that really helped. So um, to be honest, I was Googling a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did my research. <laughs> we love Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was looking at a lot of the web development roles a lot of people were advertising for. I was mm-hmm. sort of looking also about what the um, skills they were looking for. So what so languages. you were trying to tease out what it is that they're looking for yeah. and a web developer needs to have. Yeah. And then, okay, cool. So I started teaching myself HTML, CSS, SAS, Gulp, Git, everything that, they listed on the application skills. And like, why did you do that? Um, to be honest, Google is your best friend. Um, yeah. LinkedIn, that's when I also made my debut on LinkedIn as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at all the different roles and sort of, obviously coming from sort of like a data analyst thing, it was sort yeah. of an e- easy thing just to pour the data together and see what's the common factor yeah. and then go from there. Go so there was a lot, a lot of research into it as well before even I made the, the, the step to take a break. Um, I wanted to know sort of, what would be expected by the same time is not really knowing, but just sort of doing like a sort of quick overlook of what's going to take. So mm-hmm. I went, um, I used all the resources I could find. Um, W3 School was the one, uh, Free Code Camp, Code Academy. By the same time, I was very active in the Manchester community now as well. So I think that's sort of 
what got me here as well. The community aspect was was very important. Mm. Um, all my uh, colleague, uh, all my friends at the Code Free Code Camp uh, meetup, they were very helpful. They were happy to answer questions. I was going to anything I could go to really just to get that support because it yeah. was it was quite hard. When you Google stuff online, it's there's a lot of options. So yeah. and there's no context. No. It's like, what does that mean? I don't understand. Yeah. So I am quite self-driven. It, a lot of people did help um, in terms of pointing me in the right directions. And that's the quite important part of community, really, having a huge, big community to help support. So that really yeah. helped. But it's still um, you that has to do the work. Yes. You know, no yeah. matter how many people are around you, yeah. you're never going to get there unless you're the one putting the time in. Definitely. Um and I always say to people, take any opportunity that comes your way and take it very seriously, because especially for women and opportunities in tech, is it's very limited. So when opportunities like that come across, is it's it, it's not one to be missed for sure. So I was I was learning everything. Um, by the same time, I was making sure I was building something from things I was learning because I learned very early on, especially working seeing co-op digital. Um, the transformation and the inceptions, they were doing a lot of show and tell. And I realised a lot of people, tech is a show and tell words. Nobody, yeah. nobody... Is it a vanity thing? Is it like, <laughs> hey, look what I built. I built this website about cats. <laughs> yeah, I think... Which, by the way, I nearly did. I helped Nicola. <laughs> oh, wow. I think it's the fastest way to show people what you know. Yeah. Um, so being able to not just talk about what you know, but be able to actually physically show it, it's, mm. it's more impressive because then it gets people talking. Everybody, I feel like human beings, we're more of a visual yeah. um, people, aren't we? Walk so, the walk. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I start building things and I think that helped me get my first role in tech, really, because I was just um, making sure I wasn't just learning stuff, like I really understood them enough to actually be able to build stuff from them, really. Yeah, yeah. So you've gone from... Taking a sabbatical, immersing yourself, sounds like absolutely immersing yourself in everything that you possibly could to learn. Um, and um, you secured your first job off the back of that. Tell us, yeah. about, tell us about that. So from a lot of the advice I was getting, it was about putting a portfolio together. So mm. I started my portfolio. I built a lot of random things. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's the most random thing you built? Um, I built... Uh, what. And hap about Chrissy Highland, which is an island <laughs> in in Crete. <laughs> so, had you just been on? <laughs> yes, I did go on holiday. So, yeah, I was looking for a subject. So it, yeah. it was um, it was this lovely island. It was amazing. So I built sort of like a touristy type hap. Yeah. Well, I'm giving you Can information. I download it? Um, no, I didn't no. release it actually. No. Um, I might do because I, I just thought people might not actually. Do. <laughs> Hello, tourist board in Crazy Island in uh, in Europe. There's an app out there for you. <laughs> yeah. So it was just it was just trying to find a subject to focus on. Yeah. And it, I think the the something that interests. Yeah. You. So the. The subject actually is not the most important stuff. It's just demonstrating what you know. That yeah. was that was the vital part of all this stuff that I was building. It was it was a way for me to sort of demonstrate what I knew and what I can do. And I got um, somebody actually reached out to me via LinkedIn saying, "Oh, your." So one thing I also did was after I finished my portfolio, I shared it via social media so people can okay. feedback to me. Yeah. And that way I could sort of improve. <clears throat> and I think from sharing on LinkedIn, somebody sort of said, oh, that, that looks really cool. We're looking for somebody to join our team and we'll think you'd be great if you could come in and do an interview. And then it just kind of went from there. So I got my first job. Um, 
And I was there for a From year. From social media? Uh, LinkedIn, yeah. yeah. So it does yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. I think that links so nicely back to an episode we did a few weeks ago with Nikki Scrivener from Fourth Day PR. And she um, talked about the power of personal brand. And I think we talked about it in the podcast with relation to entrepreneurs and their businesses and how they build their brand to build their businesses. But yeah. actually what you've done is exactly the same thing. You've built your brand to build your career. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. It's, I think... Transparency really helps people to get to know you when you're a little bit transparent. And that really helped because I was saying, well, this is what I know. I'm happy mm-hmm. to learn. Um, and I was getting feedback and I was improving things along the way. So that was also meaning that my portfolio was looking pretty quite great, actually. Yeah. Um, and that really helped. So we were very impressed. Um, I Obviously, I had to do a test, um, which I actually found very fun to do. A and test? Yeah. So a lot of most technical roles, you tend to do... Um, technical tests to get a job just so they can sort of gauge what your skills level are what level mm-hmm. you're on or just sort of like your problem solving type um stuff yeah so um i did the test and it was actually over my birthday weekend so i didn't actually spend a lot of time <laughs> um but i did try to get hang on did you not do them. a lot of time prepping or did you not do a lot of birthday no. which one <laughs> there's a bit of both <laughs> So they sent it to me just the weekend on my birthday. Yeah. So I, I didn't get that much <laughs> time to go through as much. But then the interview was sort of, sort of talking through sort of like how I went about solving the, the test they gave yeah. me. So we had a really lovely conversation and I think that really helped as well. So um, they were quite impressed. They offered me the role and I learned quite a lot. And in one year I was there, it was an opportunity to really sort of immerse myself I was building a lot of different sites. Yeah. Um, it gave me a lot of experiences with different languages. Um, I got experience with WordPress. I didn't know what WordPress was at the time. But WordPress actually built a lot of the web. <laughs> um, so um, I did some Drupal stuff. I did PHP. It was it was amazing. I got mm. such an immersive experience. And I was like, well, this is definitely what I wanted to do. But at the same time, I also got my second scholarship as well. So I was, I was learning and a lot. Amazing. Yeah, I was learning a lot. And... And I think that's the one thing in tech, you've got to be very open to learning. Um, it's it's quite important. If you're not of the learning mentality, you probably won't make it quite far. Because um, yeah. things change quite rapidly in tech. There's so many things that are constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I was... I kept learning. I didn't make sure just because I was in a job not to go for more opportunities to sort of level myself up, really. Um, So, and I finished that successfully as well. And that, and I think that really helped me in my next um, role that I I applied for as well because I had leveled up. Um, A lot of the stuff I learned was something I could use where I was presently, which is another reason for the move as well. Um, So I was able to use a lot of the new knowledge that I've learned um, I'm a new role as well so it's sort of a case of just leveling up really um, and that really helped me to get to where I am now to then going from starting taking a career break um, to working in tech now yeah. to being a senior and it's something I quite love and the learning has not actually stopped really so <laughs> I, I try to do at least a few hours a week learning and I think mentoring really helps with that as well because I'm always seeing problems that I don't even know so yeah. the process of actually helping someone to solve their problems me also learning something new as well. I think it's quite nice um, it's almost not that your career has come full circle but that original love that you have for teaching yeah, um, you've brought that back um, yes. because you've been inspired to launch um, 
code and stuff. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that because I know you've had a very busy year and that's this is your passion project. This is outside of your outside your full time job. Yeah. Um, where you're a senior developer. Um, and you've gathered huge momentum. What have you learned over those 12 months? I think, what inspired you to start it? I think community. So for me, mm. I was quite lucky to be surrounded by amazing men that really wanted to help me. And I think it's not always the same case for other women. Yeah. And it's me wanting to give them that opportunity. Um, and it's also um, when I got into tech, I, got, I started being very active in the Manchester community and going to a lot of different events and meetups just to see what I can learn and network. And... I would meet a lot of women and they seemed very interested, but they were just like, well, I get stuck on this and that's it. And mm-hmm. like, it, shouldn't, it really shouldn't be this way. And it's one in, for, one in in Manchester for there to be a space where women and non-binary people can go to to get help where they can sort of either, even if they're already working in tech, get that extra help and community and support where they keep continue working mm-hmm. in tech because... I think the issue at the moment is not even that there's less women in tech. It's also women live in tech as well. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important to have a community like this. I've had issues where I've felt like, oh, is this really where I want to work? It's very heavily male dominated. Yeah. It's almost having to prove yourself over and over again. But Which is hard. Yeah, it is. So. And exhausting. It is very exhausting, but having a community where you can go to as a sounding board really mm-hmm. helps. So a lot of it, a lot of my motivation was from that. And I think as one of the very few women in tech, I want to get more women in tech. I don't yeah. want to go to an event and I'm like one of six women out of a crowd of 100. Because yeah. um, tech is actually pretty, it's a really nice place to work. Yes. And it's it's about getting not just women in, but everybody from age. Yeah. Race, sexuality, race, disability, it's getting everybody in more the room. of everybody. And because when you think about tech, a, a lot of a, a huge aspect of our life now is dominated by tech. Mm-hmm. It's important that people building a lot of this tech and platforms are a lot of people are in the room yeah. looking at this issue and building this tools yeah. together to make sure everybody, regardless, because yeah. otherwise, get, how does it serve the people it's been built for? Exactly, everybody needs to be. Um, it needs to be built. For everybody, not just one aspect only. So for me, it's diversity in tech is something that I'm quite passionate about. Not just not just the fact that I'm just a woman in tech, or I love in tech. It would be good to see more women in tech because I think it's just really important to have everybody at the table. I think that's that's a major thing for me. But also to all the support of the people as well, Um, give them something similar to what I had. Mm and yeah. give them that support and that community they can go to. So for me, starting coding stuff, that was one of my huge um, motivation behind it. And mm. it's sort of me wanting to sort of pay forward or pay, was that the start I think, of the curve? No, it's confuses me. People <laughs> say pay it back and then yeah. pay it forward. And I'm like, well, is it pay it forward, pay it back? I don't know. Pay yeah. it forward, I think, but I don't quite understand why it's not pay it back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's also me wanting to pay it back and also give other people that might be interested in a mm. career in tech that opportunity in that space where they feel very comfortable, heard, um, safe to, yeah. to, to want to pursue a career in tech and have that support really. So, and I'm, I'm so glad of how amazing it's been going and it's it's not just due to me there's all the mentors giving all the um time after work to come in and volunteer to help mentor so it's pretty amazing yeah i think obviously the the testament of how many people have joined now you've over 170 is testament yeah. to the demand that there is out there for spaces um like that 
Um, you must have uh, some inspirational stories um, from the first 12 months um, that you can share with us in terms of how some people have progressed. Can you talk about those? Um, yeah. So um, one thing that I really wanted as from this was not just to make it just a, a meetup. I want it to be a space where people can be themselves. They can ask questions. There's no stupid questions. Um, anything's um, allowed. And part of that was also putting in place like rules. <laughs> um, there's a community <laughs> guidelines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a community guidelines just to keep things on track. Um, um, but we've had real successes actually. So we've had a few people has been able to get scholarships so we've got um, like the one you had um no like the not, one, no one. actually no it's more of a boot camp one so okay. um yeah uh, last year thoughtworks um announced a scholarship for nutcoders and yeah. they also provide a bursary as well so a lot of uh we've had a few people that applied from code and stuff and mm-hmm. part of that was also supporting them in the application um i created uh, not coders <laughs> um, Slack channel d- private channel where they mm-hmm. can ha- get like help dedicated to what they're doing and she was really successful um, she graduates in two weeks and I'm really excited oh. for her yeah has she got a job lined up yet? Um, I don't think she started applying but um, we another thing we're doing coding stuff is we do CV reviews mm-hmm. um, we do um, interview preps so a lot of people are applying for courses a lot of people are applying for opportunities like going to boot camps and yeah. things like that and yeah. part of it's also supporting them in that aspect of it so i'm really looking forward to um for her to um graduate and something i'm really looking forward Same to as well thing. yeah mm-hmm. we've also had sanya was actually a junior developer called digital now actually Amazing. so yeah so she started attending right from where we started really <laughs> and this year she's actually came back as a mentor which is just amazing so that she's come amazing. she's gone from learning yeah. to getting the, then job. getting the job and then coming back as a mentor okay. which is just forward. paying it forward yes <laughs> back. and that's my whole goal as well and i'm really hoping a lot of them tend to do that where they've sort of learn and then later come back and help other people so it's not just it's sort of like a cycle yeah yeah is that your vision for it is that your vision for coding stuff Uh, that's one of my vision for coding stuff but my other one is to get a lot of this amazing woman so dedicated Mm -hmm. in jobs in tech jobs so this year um it's my main goal this year is to signpost them to opportunities in tech, either be a program where they can sort of fast track their learning, um, any sort of opportunities. We've had quite a few people reaching out as well, which is amazing. And that's that's me to provide them that opportunity to be like, this is an opportunity, apply for it. We'll help you, we'll support you to to get to that point where you feel like, yes, I can do this and apply for it and then support them in that. And hopefully they can get a job in tech. That's literally one of... I think one of my huge main goal really is to get them in roles because yeah. they're all very dedicated. They're very quite passionate because I think it takes a lot to finish a whole day of <laughs> in yeah. work and then come and learn something. You must there must be a lot to it more than just like yeah. boredom. Commitment, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a huge yeah. 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 And they all they all know this stuff and they've they've got it. So it'd be great to kind of see them doing it yeah. and being successful. That's one of my huge um, goal for this year just yeah. to see them in tech roles so um, and getting jobs amazing yeah um, but it's not just about getting in the jobs isn't it it's keeping women in tech yeah. um, how do you think the ch- the industry needs to change to facilitate that because it's that's on us you know women yeah. want to be there but how do we make sure that it's an environment that they want to stay 
I would say um, in terms of diversity, it's more than just talking about it. I think it's up to everybody. It's not just up to the government or mm-hmm. up to employers. It's up to individual people in the workplace to make sure anybody that comes into their team feels welcome, feels seen, feels heard. And that's up to every one of us. We don't need a rule to tell us this is what we <laughs> need to do. Um, it should be it should be just part of normal yeah. life, really. And I think there are a lot of rules that needs to change, obviously. But I think in terms of what each and every individual one of us can do is up to us on an individual level where mm-hmm. we're taking more ownership of our behaviors of the way we talk to people um and just supporting other people really um i think definitely there's there, there needs to be a lot of shift in the industry for sure in feeling like there are no women in tech there are yeah. a lot of women in tech yeah um but it's also giving them that opportunity where there's flexible work and there's a good work-life balance where women don't feel pressured that they've got to be one or the other mm-hmm. like they can like they can't talk like their mother at work they don't feel comfortable talking that they've got kids or they've got um other commitments rather than work and yeah. it's it's a lot of changes around the workplace of yeah. Making sure women feel Women can't change the yeah. fact that they're mothers. It's the yeah. same as neurodiverse people can't change that they're neurodiverse. We have to change and adapt exactly. around them to yeah. make sure that it's more inclusive. It's making sure everybody feels they can be themselves in the workplace, really. And a part of that is making sure there are rules in place that make sure people feel that mm-hmm. comfortable <clears throat> and they can return to work after having kids and not feel like they're not yeah. able to, to do it. Being just passed because, over and yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And what about the community here in Manchester? What can we do to help code and stuff? I'd love to know for your birthday. Um, <laughs> what's the ask? What are you looking for from employers in Manchester, for example? What can they do to help support these women who are on their own self-driven coding journey? I think it would be great to get more people to come in and just see what they do. So we do show and tell so people to see their potential of why there needs to be more junior roles in your companies. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is very vital as well, because when it's sh- when you invest in people, they more tend to stay in a company because they've they've been invested in. Yeah. It's I definitely think in Manchester, what the tech community in Manchester could do with having more junior roles yeah. and also changing the way we write tech specs is very important. <laughs> um, um, a lot of roles that I see always asking for qualifications yeah. and I think they're sort of missing out on the times where we're here now where a lot of people aren't going to university to learn how to code. A lot of people are self-teaching, they're going to coding boot camps yeah. and it's going away from the traditional way of doing things really. And I think that's very vital. Um, and with Manchester actually growing to be quite one of the very leading tech um, hub in the UK, I feel like we definitely need to do a lot more in terms of recruitment. And that's how you get more people, more diversity in really when you're thinking about the training that people have gone to, yeah, which is really important. It's not always the traditional path. So um, a lot of roles that I see, they don't, they have for five years experience and <laughs> qualifications. Yeah. And I think they're not going to get, you're not going to just grow these senior people. They have to come from somewhere. So exactly. we need to grow them ourselves. And since tech is so new as well, a lot of this tech and new, no, no. Yeah, there aren't any experts. Exactly. Universities, curriculum's actually quite behind as well. So you want to get people that are finishing boot camps in, people that are self-teaching, seeing what they're doing. It'll be great to see more people who actually come to our events. We do bigger events where we invite everybody to come and see. You can listen yeah. to our students. Yeah, yeah talk really, about really 
what they're working on. You can see things that they've been learning yeah. to actually see their skills and engage sort of their passion for really. Yeah. So so anybody that's hiring, that's listening to this, get down to code and stuff and get involved and listen to the show and tells and start helping these amazing women. But they can do more than that, can't they? Because I know from our own experience with the, the tech equity course, um, certainly absolutely tailored marketing totally helped. We took out all the technology references and just talked about we did it was puzzle based. We used yeah. puzzles. Um so we ended up having two hundred people apply for, for the sixteen amazing. places. Um but it was also the um the opportunity to experience and that opportunity for um your learners to get into companies to experience what could they do? What could companies do to help provide those experiences to your learners? I think just opening the doors. So last year we also um launched a work experience scheme of inviting um um people from coding stuff um, into your workplace just to see shadowing, see what working in tech is all about because it, talking about it, it's, it's fair and yeah. but it's actually seeing it that makes more of an impression and they can actually see what to expect and see if this actually a field they want to work in or not. So for me, that was something that I was working on last year. We've been quite lucky to get two companies on board and really mm-hmm. hoping a lot more people. I'll be reaching out to more around Manchester. I'm really hoping they sign up for it as well. It's not, it's sort of like even from like three hours to three days because yeah. a lot of these women are in full-time jobs. Um, so it's just something that they do because they want to then make a progress into a career in tech. Yeah. And it's giving that opportunity and that um, information for them to make a good, solid information on like yeah this yeah. is definitely what I want so to do so they feel comfortable and familiar yes. and it's not alien to them yeah and they get used to what it's like working in tech as well mm. and it's and I think the language definitely needs to change working in tech is not it's not just for it's not like it's beautiful for men no it's not it's just all about problem solving I think if mm-hmm. you're a good problem solver you, you'll fit perfectly yeah. in tech everything's gonna break you just need to work <laughs> to fix it yeah <laughs> um so the, absolutely, anyone that's listening, if you're hiring um, work experience, three hours, three days, um, we can all do our bit and get some, get these women um, on their on their journeys and help Faye with her mission. Um, now, um, we always like to wrap up with um, some advice. So if the listeners are looking to learn how to code and don't know uh, where to start, you've been through this whole process and I think you've created some things to actually help them. Yeah. Um, what would be your your phase top tips on where to go and how to learn? So I'll definitely say do your research. That's really important. Um, see, gauge what what you what you're looking to learn, what sort of sector you want to work in, and definitely check out Code Possible. So Code Possible is something I launched in 2018 National Coding Week. And I think, sorry, say that again. Code Possible. Yes, yeah. uh, I got an inspiration from Kim Possible. <laughs> <laughs> wherever wherever it comes from yeah so it's because i think it's possible to learn how to code regardless of who you are they like i've I've read about a nine-year-old that literally released like three apps to the app store it's it's not impossible yeah um so that that's where a lot of the name from came from as well so there's code possible which i'm really hoping to work on this year currently has 24 platforms where you can just browse through the different platforms so you don't need to google you can just go through them a lot of them are what i've used as well so it's not it's something that's coming from experience personally as well um and it also has information on what you need to learn to be a web mm-hmm. developer or software developer or a mobile developer. Yeah. And also points you to tools that you need, like um, code editors and things like that. So I definitely recommend that. And I definitely recommend, like, 
going out to meetups and networking, being very proactive, um, meeting people, mm-hmm. um, going to hackathons and events. Um, and that's where you got your last job, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. So um, I um, went to a hackathon by the DWP Digital and that it was very high up in it actually. So it also gave me sort of like an impression of what mm-hmm. it's actually would be like to work for the government and sort of what people are working on. And it was really important to see that. So I definitely recommend networking and mm-hmm. being quite proactive. Uh, mentoring as well, reach out for people to find mentors. Um, I definitely would recommend that as well. Yeah. As somebody that also has a mentor yeah. and mentor the people. Me too. Um, Me too. It, it's very vital. Yeah. Um, I think those would be my top four advice yeah. and not to give up and ask for help if you need it. It's it's very important. I feel like yeah. as a woman, we find it sometimes quite hard to ask for help, but uh, there's actually a strength in asking for help as well. So ask for help, ask for advice and don't give up Keep if you going. feel like this is what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It sounds like Code Possible is your brain downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. But, you know, you're everything that you've tested and learned and, and validated. Um, so you've actually made the life, uh, you know, the journey a lot easier for people that yeah. are coming behind you. So thank you very much for that. We'll include the link to Code Possible in the show notes um, for the podcast. So you can check it out there. Yeah. And I would also advise people to attend Code and stuff as well. We yeah. are every Thursday, every week. Even if I'm not there, there's other people that will be there to make sure the day goes ahead. And we're just based very central Manchester, actually, near Chinatown. So we based our, the Jago Land River office. So they open a new tech um, centre in Manchester over a year ago so that's where we're we're yeah. based really and it's Super quite accessible. central just be yeah. behind Piccadilly Gardens really yeah, get the bus into town and you're pretty much there yeah yeah and um, they're quite in high demand so I know that you get a lot of um, sold out uh, events yeah and um, so make sure that you follow on Eventbrite we'll include the show notes um, Eventbrite link for your group so that people can follow it and sign up Thank to you. the next events um, Faye I have loved you from the minute that I met <laughs> you I am so happy that I have managed to get you in t- and to help you celebrate your first birthday it's incredible what you have uh, achieved and for those of you who have been toying with the idea of by getting into tech and have been stressing about it and having sleepless nights and we hope this gives you a better night's sleep thank you thank you for having me